Welcome to Along the Way with Trudy Kathy White. Trudy is the daughter of Jeanette and Truett Kathy, founder of Chick-fil-A. And like her dad, she is a beloved leader, communicator, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, Trudy will share a heartwarming collection of true stories with lessons she's learned along the way and remind you that the legacy you'll leave then is the life you're living now. Here now is your host, Trudy Kathy White. Welcome. I'm so glad that you joined me on this podcast today. I don't know about you, but if your last year was anything like mine, it was basically filled with virtual meetings and being stuck inside day after day after day. Now, for me, that was extremely tough because I'm sort of a go-getter kind of person, and I just really like to fill my life with intentional and purposeful work with other people. You know what I mean? Actually, that's one of the big reasons that John and I are very connected with our local church family, where I serve as the volunteer coordinator in the children's ministry. Well, that is when there's not a global pandemic going on, right? It's been a tough season. Let's just call it what it's been. So attending church online in my pajamas was fun for a total of about one week. And after that, I was itching to jump back into serving and just being with people. But as we all know, those weeks turn into months of isolating with little connection with friends and pretty much just online interactions. What I've taken from those months is a renewed appreciation for the gift of face-to-face human interaction, especially as a believer. So when we were finally rejoining our church for in-person services, it reminded me of the rich community of believers that John and I have experienced the privilege of being a part of through many years. I am so thankful to the Lord, especially knowing that the gospel transcends all barriers. In fact, some of our most favorite church families were formed among people who didn't even speak a word of English. During our time while living in Brazil, we felt at home among the welcoming hugs and the common love for the Lord. Nothing thrilled John and me more than just praising God with our Brazilian brothers and sisters in Christ, even in Portuguese. When we first arrived in Brazil, we attended a church of about 50 members that ministered to a community of extreme poverty. Watching these mothers carry their young children miles to church really deepened our own faith and gave us a heart of gratitude for His abundant blessings. I mean, these women, they loved Jesus so much, they willingly suffered to have the opportunity to worship Him with other believers. When we served their little children juice and crackers during their time at church, we knew it just might be all they would eat the entire day. And yet, when those believers sang, It is well with my soul, they sang with such passion and certainty. God just poured joy upon them just so richly, maybe more so than on those that are gathered in some of the finest assemblies. Our Brazilian pastor and his wife, along with a retired school teacher, had started the church three years before we arrived. This little congregation had been meeting in a warehouse and was in the process of building a chapel on a small lot next door. The plan was to use the warehouse for educational space. We came at an exciting time in the life of this church and were eager to help and watch this little church grow. Almost immediately after our first Sunday morning service, the pastor asked me if I could play the organ. Of course, I took my cues from his expression and his hand gestures, and I figured out what he was asking. But I had no Portuguese words to offer in response to him, so all I could do at that time was to point, nod, smile, and sure enough, I was given the job on the spot. I played that little organ for the adults and the children from then on. 
That same night, the pastor called on John to lead the music. And you guessed it, John became the music director both for the morning and the evening services. Unlike churches in the States, the evening service in Brazil is the main Sunday service. People dress up in their finest as if for a special night out, which it is, and they spent time in fellowship with believers in praise to the Lord. I want you to know God's Spirit could be felt in that warehouse church as much as any grand cathedral. In March of that next year, John reached an important missionary milestone. He actually preached his first sermon in Portuguese, speaking on the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. As I recall, John worked really hard to prepare, and with all prejudice aside, I would have to say he did an outstanding job. His message came across so clear and so powerful. Speaking for 20 or 30 minutes in any language is quite a feat, but God was faithful and he blessed the fruit of John's labor. Shortly after completing language school, we moved to Rio de Janeiro, where we celebrated the birth of our second daughter, Angela, in 1985. Once again, the Lord directed us to join a small church near our home. The church was comprised of probably no more than 60 members meeting on the main floor of a three-story house. Our first Sunday in Bible study was quite an experience. The entire congregation gathered in this same tiny sanctuary, grouped among 20 pews. It was a bit surprising to see three classes meeting simultaneously in such a small space. Man, the noise and the activity made it really hard to focus, but eventually we adjusted and we learned to tune out the other classes. While this arrangement was somewhat distracting, I'd have to say it also had its advantages. Here's what we discovered. If you weren't interested in your group's particular teaching that day, you could just tune out the teacher and tune in the one that was teaching across the room. And the teacher in your section would never know if you weren't listening. That is, until you got called on to answer a question. But honestly, what we realized was that God's wisdom and God's truths can be communicated regardless of the circumstances or the surroundings or even the apparent distractions. Whether we were worshiping or praying with our Brazilian brothers and sisters, directing music or writing musicals, teaching or learning, preaching or baptizing new believers, we loved being a part of the body of Christ in Brazil. To this day, we enjoy singing hymns from our Brazilian hymnal as a family, and we've even taught our grandchildren a few songs in Portuguese. We truly enjoy the goodwill of the Brazilian people. They are a beautiful picture of the early church described in Acts 2, 44-47. Listen to what was happening in the early church. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and their possessions, and they shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Let me just ask you today, have you been part of a group of believers like that? People who beautifully embody what it looks like to be the body of Christ? I want to encourage you today to think about perhaps a rich spiritual experience you have had with other believers. What made that experience so memorable and so meaningful? Do you have talents and gifts and interests that you might be willing to share with others? Let me encourage you specifically about something today. The Lord has uniquely gifted you to play a significant role within the body of Christ. It is not complete without you. 
and as churches continue to resume in-person services, I want to just urge you to remain faithful to the gathering of believers. The Bible admonishes us to not neglect meeting together with believers. There really is no substitute for face-to-face interaction and the spiritual encouragement you can find in the fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. May we never again take such privileges for granted. As I've shared with you today, I pray this time together sparked a renewed passion in your spirit, that you're motivated to find a local church, to get involved, and to serve others using the gifts that God has given you. And hey, thanks for listening. Let's connect again real soon. That concludes our time together for today. To find out more about Trudy, visit TrudyCathyWhite.com or follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. By pondering the lessons in this podcast, you'll move one step closer to having your own meaningful collection of lessons you've learned along the way.